How are you doing, folks? And welcome to another episode of the Green Machine Podcast, your Irish football throwbacks and Irish football news. So delighted to be joined by Martin back from his holidays in Cyprus and also delighted to be joined by a very special guest, former Ireland international Terry Phelan. Terry, thank you very much for coming on today. Uh, no problem. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on there. Have a nice old chat about uh, old times and the new times. So have some fun. Yeah, let's let's get it going. Hopefully the fans, I don't bore the fans and send them to sleep. <laughs> well, Dave's not on, so that, that, there's no danger of that. You know? <laughs> and, and Terry, I mean, you've been begging us for years to come on the podcast, begging us for years. And 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 eventually we said, look, we don't usually let ex-Leeds players on, ex-Chelsea yeah. players, ex-City yeah. players. Yeah. Yeah. You're, cover, you're covering Everton all those three players. Yeah, every yeah. single player, basically. But look, yeah. we, we we let you on, and here we are. So you're you, you're looking great. Can I just say you're you're still in India at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I'm still in India. Yeah. Uh, keep myself fit as uh, I possibly can. You know, uh, looking after an academy here, uh, South United Football Club. I'm just changing roles now as yeah. uh, as I'm talking. Uh, so yeah, I think it's been fantastic. The football's growing over there. Obviously, infrastructure's getting better. Uh, coach education's getting a uh, better and all, and the player education. So been here now, oh, eight and a half years now, straight eight and a half years, oh. and I'll be probably popping back over to Ireland uh, round about the second week after the tenth of July. So I'll be probably popping over there, going to see family over in in Tubber in Sligo, and Super. maybe popping down to Limerick and all. So visit a few friends around the country, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. And I mean, Jesus, you you kind of globetrotted towards the end of your career, didn't you? You're you're in the states and then yeah. you're in New Zealand. So was that yeah. just a natural progression for you to just keep traveling? Well, I think it was. You know, I, I was coming to the. I wouldn't say the end of my career because I played in in the USA at Charleston Battery for a few years and then in New Zealand. But I didn't want to become a journeyman. To tell you the truth, I didn't want to be popping around place to place. Uh, you know, after Everton, I went to Fulham. I had a little stint at. Uh, Sheffield United and I could have went to other clubs but I didn't want that you know six months here six months yeah. there and I, I just don't think it's good for the mind and it's not good for the body because you, you don't really train you know you're just popping about from hotels and traveling you know <clears throat> you know you're trying to figure things out so I wouldn't I, I didn't think that was fair to myself and I didn't think it was fair to clubs and managers who was going to be paying me because I don't think you can get really the best out of somebody if you're going on a three-month loan or a six-month loan. Yeah. A year, you've got a chance. And I just said, look, <clears throat> my time's done now. I'll, uh, I think I'll look at new pastures. And America was one that really interested me from going there with Ireland in 1992. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, a, a club that a lot of people would associate you with, Terry, would be... Um... Apart from, you know, City, City, Chelsea and Leeds, which we, which we all <laughs> mentioned is... Uh... <laughs> Is Wimbledon? By the way, guys. By the way, you're not you're not United fans by any chance, are you? Sheffield United. Sheffield United. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I uh, thought, I, oh yeah, I thought so. Draw the United so. and Sheffield United, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you, you'd be better off you're better off supporting them than uh, Manchester United now, wouldn't you? Agreed. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. One hundred percent. Definitely at the moment. If ever we got some players, so so your time at Wimbledon. So we we did cover we on our on our gaffer series with Joe Kinnear. And um, we, we did cover a lot of Wimbledon and the crazy gang. Now, Joe came a bit after you, Terry, but mm. I mean, you, you were around in the 80s. I mean, you know, you, you, you played in the, you know, the original crazy gang, should we say. And um, was it was it yeah. Gary Lineker said um, 
it's better watching uh, Wimbledon on CFAX or something along those lines, wasn't it? Yeah, it, well, <laughs> old, old Gazza would say that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Because he would be getting a little bit, he would be getting a few uh, elbows and a few uh, knees in the back of him anyway. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, in them days, was anything really clean? You know, on the football field, you know, was it was yeah. a football really attractive? You know, so we just tried to make it as hard as possible as we can. So, you know, it won us games, didn't it? It got us where we needed to go. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, your FA Cup win in 1988. I mean, you've won more FA Cups than Lionel Messi. I mean, I was only thinking this beforehand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that that was something special. I say proper underdog story, but it was kind of I wouldn't say it was coming towards the end of the crazy game, but it was it was after I suppose a few years there was there was ups and downs with the club and. This was kind of topping it all off in a way, Terry, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was, it was an unbelievable achievement, really. Well, <clears throat> to be fair, to be fair, you know, Wimbledon had already done well. Yeah, they, 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 they were a bit of a yo-yo. Uh, yeah. But I think Harry, Dave Bassett uh, got him, got him leveled out, and he got him into the, uh, you know, uh, the old uh, first division. Then he had some wonderful, you know, when I say wonderful players, they was great at doing the job. And I know people might think, well, what's he on about, Terry? You know, look at we're not talking about the players now. We're talking about the yeah. players back in the day who did, who did the job effectively. Big John Fastenew, Vinnie Jones, Laurie Sanchez, Dennis Wise, Alan Carr, Andy Fawn, Big Dave Besson. Now, guys, all these players, even before there was free transfers. Uh, you know, some of them got bought, like myself. John Scales come in, you know, Clive Goodyear. And, yeah, we, we did well that season. We did really well under uh, Bobby Gould and Don Howe. Honestly, guys, we did well. And it was madness. When I first went there, it was total chaos. I was like, it took me six months to sell. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Burning clothes, cutting clothes up, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, nailing nailing brand new Churchill shoes to the to the benches of players, <laughs> taking the keys of players' cars and running them around the, the dirt pitches and, you know, tying you up bollock naked and, 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 you know, dragging you through the fields for, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes. It was absolutely unbelievable. But, you know, we, we, had, a, we, we had a good, uh, good rapport with each other. Everybody knew the jobs, roles and responsibilities. And if you didn't, you got a bollocking off the players. It wasn't left down to the coaches. You knew that you had to perform week in and week out, and you know on the field we had fun, but we was hard lads. You know, we I don't don't mean yet you go out street fighting, but on the field we took no messing about, we took no prisoners. Yeah. It was it was like never say never. Go out, get the three points, go in the bar afterwards, and have a few uh, have a few bevies and, and and enjoy it. And that's what it was about. It's about enjoying it. And every one of them lads wanted to be a football player. They just yeah. enjoyed it. You know, you look at Vinny come from, uh, you know, hard carrying on the, on the building sites, loved it, you know, and Vinny was a great lad and he put his all into the game. And people say he wasn't this and he wasn't that, but played for Chelsea, played for, yeah. obviously, Leeds United, another Leeds United player. Well done, Vin. Played for Sheffield United, played, ended up playing for Wales a couple of times, then going back to Wimbledon. So he must have had something about him. But no, yeah. it, was, it was great times. It was madness, but it was great. He should have nicked him for Ireland. He qualified, didn't he? I think he did somewhere <laughs> along the lines. Uh, yeah, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have told him that because he would have been, it would have been rumour with me, and then that would have been hell on then. So, you know, I, I kept that one <laughs> away from him. Vin, just stay at Wales. You're okay, lad. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't tempted to follow on into a, an acting career, were you? 
Uh, well, I keep asking him. I'm, I'm, I keep, I, I keep uh, Facebooking him. I keep uh, Instagramming him. Vin, is there any chance of me getting in that team you have, that that Hollywood stars team? But I never get a reply anyway, oh. so you know, I don't worry about it. He's jealous. I'm, I'm... Jealous of your good looks. That's all it is, Terry. Oh, cheers! Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> On the cup final, though, Terry, what, like, what people say who played in cup finals, like the, the day just passes you by. Can you? clearly remember it like because i can remember that like i was eight or nine years old it was a fantastic day you know you beat in liverpool or for me anyway i'm um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you re- i'm glad you remember it because we was all pissed on, on the friday night so i, I, don't, I don't remember i don't remember a thing oh jeez. <laughs> no 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 seriously i mean uh obviously it's a, it's one of the biggest days of my life you know and growing up as a young boy in the streets of obviously and, and sulfur and the streets of Tubbo there playing the playing football FA Cup finals days everybody loved it didn't they Satan Greaves he was on and uh, I think it was Elton Wellsby and Brian Moore and all them lads was on there commentating and and it was absolutely fantastic and you know you seen the coaches having a bit of banter and the players on the coaches when they're driving up to Wembley I remember all that uh, but I, I do remember this that Sam Haman got got offered £250,000, a quarter of a million pounds, which was a lot of money in there, for us to travel in our little minibus to Wembley. And all the lads was like, yeah, let's do it, as long as we get a share of it. And I think Bobby Gould and Don Al turned around and says, guys, come on, it's a special day today. You might never get here again. Uh, so, you know, we'll go in a bit of style. And the lads was gutted because we thought we was going to have a little windfall there, you know. We'd rather, yeah. we'd rather go in there the, the uh, anthill mob in the little van we used to travel around to games in so it never happened but yeah it was a great great occasion but I tell you what I do remember about I, I do remember it clearly and I'm sure a lot of other people do and Vinnie Jones went in the tackle on uh, Steve McMahon yeah. uh, and, and I, I think that then that set the tone for how the game was going to go and we, we had a plan we, 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 we had a plan we trained all week on the on on the plan, what we had through the uh, the coaches Don and Bobby, and it worked it worked well. I mean, they got a penalty. It was never a penalty anyway. And then, uh, oh, who missed it? Aldo, sorry, Aldo, if you if you're listening to this, sorry, pal. <laughs> the first the first um, penalty to be missed in an FA Cup final was it? Yeah, it was. And Dave Besson was born. Yeah, yeah. born. Dave Besson was just around the corner, wasn't he, from Wembley? He was brought up in Wembley. Yeah, he, 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 he was, Dave. And, you know, you know, I mean, listen, when he's six foot six, six foot seven, I'm, I think I'm giving him a couple of inches there because he does look big compared to me anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think he, he threw that big frame the right way. Uh, and, yeah, old, old, old was... Uh, but you know what, lads? Listen, we went to Wembley three times that year. We were FA Cup, yeah. Charity Shield. And I think it was something like the Zenith Data Cup back then. I was a tournament. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't bad for Wimbledon. Uh, yeah. Three stints at Wembley in a year's time. Excellent well, squad, well, I mean. Well, and it was old Wembley, wasn't it, as well? So that, that was quite uh, special. Uh, I look yeah, back yeah. at that. It's, it's now, uh, it's all... I, I remember going to the old Wembley. It was fantastic, so... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you guys felt, but, you know... I, again, we, we talk about growing up on the streets, you know, cup final days, you're out at seven o'clock in the morning, the build up's absolutely fantastic. You know, whoever's playing, you know, you're not bothered. You, you, you're that team playing against your pals on the streets and you can't wait for three o'clock, you know. <clears throat> I think it used to be on the, the 12th of May, I, I believe. Uh, you, you couldn't wait for the three o'clock kickoff, bang, 
you're watching that, then you're back out on the streets. But guys, to play at the old Wembley was a dream. You know, you look at the you look at the players what have graced that field. And that's all I remember. The players what have graced the field. And you know, Champions Leagues, World Cups, players have won them, you know. Uh, never played in the Champions League, played in the World Cup. Uh, I think I played in the World Cup anyway, what I can remember <laughs> of that, uh, being, being, an, being in Orlando. But no, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And Wembley's Wembley, isn't it? You can't take that away from you. And yeah. to win it and all, guys, against Liverpool, of all teams, a, a team who I, Man City was my team, but Liverpool I used to love watching and all. Man City, Liverpool, absolutely uh, fantastic. But to go on and play against them was brilliant. Yeah, and as I said, more epic hopes than the Messi. More epic hopes than um, Pele as well, actually. <laughs> I, I, I think I've got more World Cups than Pele, you know, I've been somewhere along <laughs> that. <laughs> unless, uh, unless, unless them dreams will come true again, like uh, the other dreams have come true. But uh, yeah, I think it's been absolutely brilliant. Maybe I'll show... If he, if he shows me his World Cup medals, maybe I'll show him that at little FA Cup finals medal. <laughs> you could do a swapsie. Do a swapsie. Oh. Huh? <laughs> uh, now, yeah, there's, there's all different kinds of swapsies, isn't there? You know, so uh, <laughs> let's be very careful on that one. <laughs> Are you still in touch with some of the lads? So apart from Vinny, you know, trying to get the, the Hollywood career going, Terry, would you, would, you still, um, would you still be in touch with many of the lads from Wimbledon? I think, I think now with social media, I think it's, it's, it's quite simple, isn't it? You know, you yeah. press a button, you're on Facebook, you know, you scroll through it and you see, one or two of the old uh, boys and you send them a little message and you get a, a dirty message back, don't you? <laughs> off the Wimbledon lads. So, <laughs> so nothing's changed there. But no, it, I think it's great. I think social media is great if it's used in the right way. I think it's fantastic, you know, especially for the, uh, the guys like us who didn't have a lot of that in the 80s anyway. Uh, and big John Fasher used to come in with this, you know, the big old phone boxes, like it was about, you know, 25 <laughs> kgs and he used to walk around with it. Uh, but uh, no, I, I think it's great that you can keep in touch with them. Keep in touch with quite a few of them. Uh, like I said, once I, I pop back home, obviously I'll, I'll bump into a few of them then and, you know, I, I maybe have a, a a little glass of wine. Very civilised. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, is, is, it, is it 25? Yeah, it'd be 25 years next year, won't it? So I think you guys should have a massive reunion. Go on a massive bender and just go bananas. Like, I don't know. Didn't, didn't, was someone allowed to drive the team bus or something one time? And I mean, there's a lot of stories, isn't there, from Wimbledon? But I think it was, I think, I think it was Dennis. I think it was it Dennis Wise was driving the team bus. I think the best, the best thing was when Dennis Wise and Bobby Gould uh, decided to have a boxing match and <laughs> on the bus. And no, this is on the training field. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Bobby's given is being a little bit uh, fresh with Den, and Den's being a bit fresh with Bob. Now, don't forget, Bob's the manager, like so. Den says, "Well, you know what? Bring the boxing gloves in. The lads will make the ring. We'll have a go." And then it's that one, two, three. Broke Bob's ribs. We didn't see Bob for about two weeks. Honestly, you know, he must have been, uh, young. He must have been young as well, then, Dennis boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dennis, Dennis is still young. Dennis is still young now, isn't it? Dennis the Menace. He's still yeah. young, but no. He, and it, it was crazy things like that. Sam Haman, you know, the owner would come in and he'd go, uh, "Right, Terry, we're having a race today." Yeah, all right, then we'll have a race today. It's a Friday, by the way. He'd come in on a Friday. We'd have a game on a Saturday. He goes, "We're going to run from uh, uh, byline to byline." Okay, then, no problem. We'll run from byline to byline, but. 
I'm going to start on the 18-yard box. Yes, uh, Sam. And you, you've got to wear waders. You've got to wear a hat. <laughs> you've got to carry a, uh, a rod. You've got to carry the net. And I'm like, well, that's not really a race, but there's a thousand pounds on it. Oh, All right, then. <laughs> All right, then, Sam, get the gear on. And, and, and off we go. Off we go. I'm running in these waders and... I've got the fishing rod, I've got the net, and I'm trying to sprint. Now, this is a Friday, guys. We've got a game on a game on a Saturday. I could have pulled an hamstring or everything. I never won the bet anyway. So, you know, it, it, it was at the other end before I could even blink my eyes. But it was like little things like that. Sam would come in and he'd have he'd have a bet with Dennis or Vinny, you know, and he'd bet a sleeve on yeah. his tie. So we'd go into a game, he'd be playing cards. If you lost the card school, then the lads had cut his sleeve off. I remember going to Aston Villa and Sam went in there. He had no half a tie, no collars on his shirt, no arms on his uh, his jacket, no legs on his pants. And he's going into Aston Villa and he's going to go into the chairman's room. And he's like, I can't walk in there like that. You know, he's got no socks. His socks are cut up. I can't walk in there like that. I need a tracksuit. So he walks in in a tracksuit, you know, and that's the type of things we used to do, you know, on a Friday night after, Friday night, our food fights in these posh hotels. Somebody would throw a roll with loads of butter on it, hit you in the back of the head, and it'd be a food fight. And all everybody would be looking around, and all these, you know, buns on butter would be going, jam buns would be going all over the place. You know, potatoes, carrots, everything would be going. But never leave your keys on the table, because if you left your keys on the Jesus. table, the lads would go up to your room and destroy your room, or you'd find things in your room you wouldn't want to see. So, oh, it, it, it was always on the balls of your feet, guys, honestly. I'm telling you, Terry, for the 25-year anniversary, imagine the reality TV show this would make now. Get all the lads from 88. Um, I don't know, Stick is in, like, a hotel or something with loads of cheap lager and um, whatever, whatever, whatever. Never mind the wine, Terry. Never mind that. That's too classy. Let's go bananas. That would be... That would just be gold. Be brilliant. Yeah. Make it happen. I don't think. I. 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 I listen. Uh, we, we. We had one. Uh, a few. Oh, I think it was when was it around about 2012, maybe around about 2013. Uh, we had one then, and it was quite mellow. I think the lads was quite boring to tell you the truth. You know, there was no messing about. <laughs> it was kind of low key, and everybody's like, "What are you doing now? And where do you live in?" And I'm thinking. Why didn't you ask me that in, you know, when I first joined? Why, 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 why was it just that nice to me when I first yeah. joined? Why, you know, I, they, they say you're mellow when you get older, don't they? But I don't know. I, I really don't know. Maybe we should. But, you know, the lad's like, well, I can't make it. I've got other things. I've got other priorities. You know, it's like a load of, load of bull crap, isn't it? If it exactly. happens, it'd be, it'd be great to happen. They should actually do like um. They should bring you off all uh, to what's it called? Um, I'm a celebrity. The whole squad just make all of you do. I'm a celebrity. Get oh, me out of could it. you? Now that that with, with lager. Could you imagine now with loads of lager. Could you imagine now? No bread rolls. That'll do us. You know bread rolls. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to. We wouldn't be able to do the quizzes or anything, would we? <laughs> we would be. You know, we'd be. We'd be. I don't know where we'd be. I don't know. I don't know. You might. You might never find us again. You're breaking now. out. <laughs> That's that. Hey, that could be a. That could be a. That could be a good thing, no? No. You know, deserted that deserted island somewhere. Do you know how they? Um. You know how they do the trials? They should get the celebrities in, and um. I don't know. One of the trials should be look. Um. 
you have to retrieve whatever five stars, but um, we're going to be throwing you into a cage with the the Wimbledon team from uh, 1988. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, guys, if you can make that happen, I think it'd be absolutely brilliant. Let's but make it happen. Public Wise, appeal. I think I think Dennis Wise has already done it, hasn't he? I think yeah, Dennis probably, already done it. Probably has. I think he probably did. Has. I think Dennis. I think he's. Uh, did he win it? Did Did Dennis win that? I'm not sure. Actually, know. yeah. I don't know if it, if would, but listen, it'd be great, wouldn't it? All of us get together, throw a few of uh, uh, the snobs in there with us, and see how it goes. I think it'd be absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Speaking of snobs, now uh, Terry, you, you joined Man City. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> you joined Man City in '92. You were the the joint most expensive defender in Britain at the time. I I actually didn't know that until this morning. So was it was it in Britain or was it in the world? Ego, ego, ego. I, th- I, I think no, Brit Britain, Britain. But you were one of these, you know, million, million pound transfers before all the, the major money came into City. So were you a City fan? Yeah, but listen, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story and you might laugh, but don't laugh too much. Okay, then. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm leaving. All right, then. <laughs> I'm definitely leaving. Now, growing up in Salford, popping over to Ireland every, every uh, three or four months, you know, and, and any holidays come and, you know, playing in the streets of Salford obviously it's a big red area and I'm thinking look what colour have I got what colour have I got on for you today because yeah. oh, wow. I knew I knew you was a bunch of reds there you go <laughs> you see uh, so anyway uh, actually I should have put my Man City shirt on that would have really pissed you off yeah. so anyway <laughs> uh, so anyway it all started off by going down the entry you know what an entry is yes guys you know, an entry is, yeah. So my next door neighbours and I'm thinking, I'm kicking a ball down the entry and obviously the gate's open, the next door neighbours' gate's over, the ball goes in there and I'm thinking, all right, then, yeah, no, no, no problem. I'll get the ball. A bit. Thinking, oh, that's a nice shirt there. I like that shirt. It's a blue one. It's Man City shirt, that. You know, it's got the old, the old badge in the middle there and I'm thinking, wow, absolutely brilliant. Now, I wasn't a Manchester United fan. I used to love watching Liverpool when I was younger, just the way they played in that. I'm thinking, shit, I could really piss a few people off there, couldn't I, on the street? I'm thinking, I love that shirt. So I knocked on the door, I said, uh, Madam, are you, are, you, are you throwing the shirt out? She said, yeah, well, it's in a plastic bag, you know, beside the bin, you, you, you can have it, Terry. I said, what about the boots and all? She said, yeah, you can have them boots. They was my first pair of football boots, and that was my first uh, football top. And I treasured it like it was nothing... I haven't got it now. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you where it is, you know. Uh, but I used to wear it every single day. I haven't even got a picture of me because, you know, we, 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 we didn't have them throwaway cameras then. You know, it was one of those wind-up things, wasn't it, uh, uh, for, for cameras. So I turned around and said, I love that. And I wore it. And no wonder I was so quick because I used to get chased around the streets every <laughs> single day I used to wear it. But I used to keep wearing it. And I used to love wearing it. And I thought, listen... I'll never go to uh, uh, Old Trafford, but I started going down to Main Road when I was younger. Uh, and not just like, you know, charity dues or with, with a, a few of the, 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 the teammates, because they was uh, City fans, obviously, uh, from the other side of Manchester. Levin's human places like that. Uh, obviously, we had a, a little team so far. Oh, I, I enjoy this, and it, this was great. And I, I remember this... Uh, there was a raffle going on. And my brother was a man, mad Manchester United fan. Ah, Tony, absolutely mad Manchester United fan. So anyway, I'm wearing the shirt. You know, the shirt's got all 
scruffs on it and it's a little bit, you know, worn, as I would say. And I'm thinking, I've got it on, you know, give it a little iron, mum, give it a little iron, throw it on, some go down, down. And anyway, there was a, uh, a, a raffle going on. And I'm thinking, this is going to be great, this, isn't it? And I'm meeting all, you know, Mike Summerby, I'm meeting all the players and I'm only young. And there's a Manchester United ball. And I turn his eyes light up. And it's all signed by Manchester United players back back then. I'm on about the you know the the, the late 70s. And I'm thinking he's gonna win this ball. So he ends up winning the ball. And I'm thinking that's a Casey ball. That's absolutely beautiful. So we get home anyway, everything's going all all good. Two days, he hides the ball. I see where he's hiding the ball. He hides it under the stairs, in behind the the, the, the plastic bags or whatever it was down there. I love that ball, I'll take it out. And now this has got George Best on it. It's got, you know, all these wonderful <laughs> players, Bobby Charlton, you name it, Willie Morgan, you know, you keep going on and on and on. Alex Stepney, Martin Buck and them all. You can, I'll, have a, I'll have a little kick about here. Take the ball out, it's red and white, and smashing it against the wall, it's raining, and the paint's coming off it. Oh, no. And all the, all, 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 all the signatures are coming off it, isn't it? Oh, no. You know, you probably never get out. Probably be worth a fortune now. Put the ball back, put it back in. He gets it, he treasures it, goes to put it in his room. You little bastard. What's going on there? I said, ah, kid, it was a case. Here. I thought I'd bring it out for a kickabout to see how good it was like that. He smashed me all over the place. And, oh, and no. I, never, I, I never forget that. So that was the Manchester City, Manchester United uh, fiasco. But no, I love Manchester City. And... You know, you know, it was always there and thereabouts. And to be fair, I could have signed for him when I was uh, 12 years of age. And I never went to Leeds United because I thought I'd have more chance of getting in the first team than getting in Manche- Manchester City's team because they was buying, you know, players for a, a million pounds even back then, to yeah. be fair. Some kind of dream come true then, I'd say. Well, it was. I mean, and, and, and it, listen, at that time, I could have went mo- most places. Ajax, Barcelona, but the price tag was a million and a half. Uh, you know, they was only wanting to pay a million and a half. Manchester United, a whole load of clubs. And uh, I think there was only a couple of clubs who was willing to pay two and a half million. I thought it was ridiculous money anyway, to tell you the truth. But if somebody wants to pay, they pay. And Peter Reid come in. Love watching Peter Reid at Everton. Uh, he come in. And it was absolutely brilliant. And yeah, I never looked back. I had three... I'd say great years there. I think the first year was absolutely fantastic. Then it died down a little bit because of change of managers. But I, you know what? I love the City fans. I love the Kipax. I love running out on that Kipax. It was absolutely fantastic. It was, it, was like, it was like, don't forget, I'd played at Leeds United and played in the first team. So I knew what it was all about. Then I went to Swansea, obviously Wimbledon, uh, and then on to Man City. So th- there was no fair factor regarding the price tag. And I remember a reporter was saying to me, uh, Terry, do you feel any pressure? I said, pressure of what? I said, the only pressure I feel is when I turn the bloody uh, the, the shower on and the, and, and the pressure of the water. I don't feel anything else. He said, oh, what about two and a half million quid? I said, don't forget, I played at Leeds United when I was 18 years of age and played in front of 45,000 week in and week out. So there was no pressure anyway. So, But it was a, it was a great club. And, you know, like I said, anybody... Uh, criticizes uh, Manchester City, they have to deal with me anyway. <laughs> so at least you embraced it. You embraced the whole experience. It was great. Did you say you nearly signed for Barcelona? Or Barcelona were, were looking at you? Yeah, yeah. There was Barcelona, Ajax, there was Manchester United, there was uh, Tottenham Hotspurs, Glasgow Rangers, Glasgow Celtic, 
Everton, there was, there was a whole load, uh, you know, and but he wasn't going to pay, uh, you know, two and a half million pounds. But yeah. the last one was Barcelona. Johan Cruyff spoke to the club and he says, listen, we'll take him. But I can only pay, I can only go to uh, about 1.8. Alex Ferguson could go to 1.5. Spoke to Brian Robson. And uh, obviously, Sam didn't accept it. And it, it was a bit of a downer. And I said, look, what's the point of playing football? If you're not going to let me go and play for, you know, some of the biggest clubs in the world, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I said to Sam, I think it's ridiculous. I think you're too greedy. You've got your money. You get your money. You only bought me for 90 grand. You know, me add on wages. I said, you're getting a fortune back. You know, be nice. Uh, but no, two and a half million. I guess I think Keith Curl went for two and a half million. So, you know... Uh, and that was it, really. I had a bit of an argument with Sam through the, uh, the, the, the dummy out the, the pram. He said I was injured for a couple of uh, days and then, you know, started training again. And then I got sold to Man City. It just happened like that. I just have an image of Sam Haman sitting there with like half a tie on and one of his sleeves missing and you just giving him a bollocking for not, for not letting you leave. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. He had half a car when he left. Don't worry about that. Now, let's be honest he had half a car no wheels on it so it, it, it was rather let me go or you can stay at the training ground with me for the rest of your life Sam but no lovely fella lovely fella Sam and but as mad as a hatter like you know and and that was that's what it was all about at the crazy gang but you look at the players what left Dennis Wise Chelsea Dave uh, Besson Newcastle Andy Fawn Newcastle I think Eric Young uh, left Crystal Palace he went for big money John Scales went for big money myself Keith Curl you know, John Fashion, I think, went to Aston Villa for a, a couple of million. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Uh, Vinny, Vinny ended up joining Chelsea. So the lads, the lads uh, ended up, you know, having big moves for big money. So Sam probably was the richest club. Wimbledon was probably the richest club in the world at that time. Yeah, did very well out of it. Very, very well out of it. And, and I mean, yeah, joking, yeah. joking here after managed to hang on to a lot of lads, you know, as, as, as <clears> during the nineties, and they did quite well out of it. So. Yeah, I mean, he didn't yeah. do too bad, Sam. You need to send him into the jungle as well, I think. <laughs> oh, Sam would love it. No, but Sam is mad as a hatter. Sam would love it. I'd love to... Uh, what is, I think the last time I met him was he was having the Crazy Gang uh, premiere, uh, the, the the movie, like. Yeah. And Sam was there, and even kicked off in the, in the, in the, in the, in the bloody theatre. The lads are kicking off, like, I, when John Scales, John Fashion was going to have a bust up. Because nobody had seen it. And, and I think... Fash said something, uh, you know, previously, and obviously it was it was bloody in the movie. And John Scales is sat next to him, and he, and he's gone, Fash, what's all that about? And it nearly kicked off in the in the in the movie theater, and people was walking out. I think Dave Best, I think Dave uh, Bassett walked out. I think Dave was a, said, "I'm not watching this. I'm walking out." So there was nearly a scrap in the bloody uh, watching the premiere of the movie. <laughs> Great. Uh, just to take take you back there, Terry, to, to Leeds, like I'm growing up in Manchester. Would would you have known John Sheridan? Like, oh, Shez, Would you have known Shez. him around Manchester? Shez, 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 Darren Sheridan and John Sheridan. Well, what a pair of guys! Absolutely, Shez is just Shez. I, I mean, I, 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 it's like I get goose pimples because what a fantastic player, what a midfield player that Shez was. Yeah, Manchester. Mr. Lads from Stretford, all right, our kid, all right, our kid, like, you know, our kid. And we used to travel back and forth, you know, when I got a little bit older, uh, into my late teens, when I started maturing a little bit. 
uh, around about the 18 years of age. Started it in puberty. Uh, we started travelling up, me, him, Mark Russell and, and, and little Daz. And it was great, you know, we'd get in the cars, travel up, have a bit of, you know, the Manchester lads going back to Leeds. And it was great. And Shez was, Shez was one of those footballers. He'd go, he'd, he'd call people Scooby. Scooby, and I still don't know why. I'm going I, when I go back. When I go back to England, and I'll go down and see him and Tommy. Right, I think they're still at Oldham. And I, I, you know, he used to call people Scooby. Hey Scooby, and hey Scooby, you get down that wing. Tell get down the wing. The ball's coming to you. And I said this, I'd, I'd set off when it was at Leeds or Island. And that right foot he had, right or left foot, he would put that ball right on top. He said, "Tell it's coming, bang, brilliant, absolute. What a fantastic player." He was. You talk about the. You talk about midfield players now. This lad was on just a different, just different level, different level. Vision and awareness, oh, absolutely. Wasn't the quickest, but one of the dirtiest midfield players I've ever seen. <laughs> Should have gone to the And he, 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 he loved the scrap and all did Ches. Yeah, yeah. And, he, yeah, and his brother Darren. Yeah, and his brother Darren was brilliant and all. We shared digs with Daz, you know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> some funny stories uh, with Daz in, in in the digs, like you know, uh, yeah, I think but, we was playing that uh, trivia tri- trivia pursuits. I think we was playing one day with Daz, and he's like, you know, you 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 you're trying to get the questions out and get the answer back at him, and it, and it's like you know, uh, which is the fattest dog in the world? And we're like, Fucking hell, this is an odd one. The fattest dog in the world. And we're saying all sorts. And we're, and we're there for two hours and we can't find it. I said, Daz, read that out again. Oh, sorry, which is the fastest dog in the world. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Listen, honestly, I could go on and on all night here. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, um, Terry, it's important to, to touch in the Ireland career. You know, I mean, it, oh, just, yeah. Yeah, a, year, a year before you left City or before you mm-hmm. left um, Wimbledon. That's when you got your your first cap. So I mean, you played a bit of underage, hadn't you? Kind of in the late eighties. So how yeah. how did the Ireland call have come about? You mean you mean how it nearly come up? Never nearly come about. Let's oh. let's let's, re, let, let's rephrase that one. <laughs> well, listen. Obviously, everybody knows uh, my mother's and all her family are from uh, a little place in Sligo, just outside of Sligo, called uh, Tubbercurry. You know that. Yeah. Uh, and w- wonderful little places, Madders Hatters. You know all this. Skeffingtons lived there and you know uh, I used to love going back over there going down there to the old bog with granddad I, I'm thinking a holiday dig in the bog that's not a holiday surely that's not a holiday <laughs> you know you know you got your wellies on and you, 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 you're up to your, uh, your knees in you know peat and all that lot so anyway yeah I mean and my mother said to me when I started playing football she says you know son who you know, my mother brought five of us up and, you know, she did a wonderful job with us. And she said, who are you, who are you, who, you know, who, who are you play football? Are you gonna, which country are you going to play for? And I was like, uh, she went, well, let me tell you something now. No disrespect to anybody, but you're not going to be playing for England. You're going to be playing for Ireland, aren't you, son? I went, well, I suppose so. Now you've said it, I, I can't play for anybody else. But no, I, I thought it was great. And, you know, playing in the youth uh, the youth set up at Leeds in the reserves, then getting in the youth set up uh, uh, with Ireland and playing with some wonderful people. Obviously, you got Nal Quinn there, you got Dennis Irwin there, and obviously Shez was in there and all. And it was absolutely fantastic. And you know, 18, playing in the U21s uh, and the U23s. 
I thought this is this is this is I love I just love traveling over to Ireland and you know and and being part of it and you know play, playing at Toka Park and and places like that and and beating England and all that great England side they had and beating them way back so it it was fantastic but I think uh, the call come because of injuries you know uh, and and it was very late because I don't forget I've been at Wimbledon. Uh, four to five years, uh, you know, won the FA Cup. And, you know, I was thinking, am I ever going to get a call? Like, is it ever going to happen? You know, and don't forget, Jack had wonderful players in there. So yeah. I wasn't expected just to go in. I was like, yeah, you know, is it going to ever happen? Is my dream of playing for my country uh, disappearing? And then one day I get a phone call and it's, hello, is that uh, Mr. Phelan? Is that Terry Phelan? And I'm thinking, yes, it is. And he's like, uh, listen, we'd like you to come over to Ireland, Dublin, uh, such a such a day. We're playing a game on Wednesday. Uh, we'd like you to fly over. Uh, we'll have a ticket ready for you. And I went, Dennis Wise, bollocks off. Fash, stop <laughs> pissing them off. Uh, Vinny, come on now. Because what the lads used to do, they used to ring you up and say he was a reporter. I'm from the sun. And can you give us a story? And some of the lads fell for it. And I'm thinking, bollocks this I'm not falling for this lot and I'm thinking actually no I'm not so anyway I put the phone down phone rang again uh is that Mr Phelan Mr Terry Phelan yes uh we'd like you to get on a flight from Manchester to Dublin please uh for Sunday night uh, Monday morning uh, we've got a game on Wednesday and I went Dennis Fash <laughs> Corky I'm not having it. And I put the phone down again. It rung again. And uh, the chap went, now, Mr. Phelan, if you put the phone down one more time, you'll never play for Ireland. And it was Morris Setters, Jack's right-hand man. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I said, Morris, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry. You know the lads at Wimbledon play pranks on you and, you know, phone you up saying the reporters and this and that. And if I would have put the phone down then, I would have probably never played for Ireland. Wow. That's that's how clo- that's how close, close yeah. it was. Vinnie Jones, Vinny, Jones just wanted the call up. That's all it was. The <laughs> yeah, person, the person probably the was Vinnie Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah it probably. It, 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 listen, listen, guys. You know, you, you you had to be on the balls of your feet all the time because you never knew what was going to happen. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, and that's how it happened. And obviously, I played, I played against Hungary, and it was it was it was a wonderful night. There was a few injuries there. Uh, uh, you know, we we won the game, but it was it was great. And I remember Big Mick McCarthy coming up to me and uh, putting his arm around me and saying, "Welcome to the family." Like, and you know, walking in into the Irish when when I first walked into the, the the dining room and I seen all these. Now, don't forget, I'd played against most of them, yeah. but actually walking in there had a different feeling, a different motivation. It was like, my word, there's John Aldridge there. And Mick McCarthy there, Ray Outen there, you know, the big now Quinn's there, Shez is there. And I'm thinking, wow, you're looking around this room, you know, uh, Packy Bonner's there, David O'Leary, Kevin Moran, and, you know, Ronnie Wheeler. And I'm thinking, shit, I'm way out of my depth here. I'm way out of my depth. I'm, I'm, I'm playing for Wimbledon here. Well, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be in there. I shouldn't be amongst these players. But you know what? When I went in there, big Jack, hey, we man, come over here, sat me down. It was Jack, his wife, his son, sat me down and said, take no notes of these lot of uh, rabble. You just get on with it and enjoy yourself. Absolutely brilliant. 
brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Every game was brilliant. Win, lose, or draw, you know, everything about playing for your country is is second to none. And obviously playing for a country of four to five million people and doing the things what we did in 88 and 90 and 94 and so on, I thought the achievements was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 94 is probably one that a lot of people would associate you with. I mean, you know, Giant Stadium. I mean, we were only looking back at the anniversary of that only a couple of weeks ago. I mean, amazing yeah. memories, I'd say, from, from USA 94. Well, I was a bit pissed off, to tell you the truth, uh, because I think there was only 10 men who played in that game. Yeah, were you camera shy I that day, were you? I don't know if I, I don't know where I was. I don't know if I was in the toilet uh, relieving myself. Uh, but no, and now what a load of bollocks that was. How can you take a photo not realizing that there's, there's a person missing? You know, not, I know I, I, you need to Photoshop yourself in. Well, <laughs> listen, I didn't know how to do that them days, you know, otherwise I, I might start doing it now. But listen, hey, guys, I mean, I, I thought I wasn't quite comfortable with the, my boots, and I thought, Am I going to wear plastic studs or studs? And I'm thinking, no, the slip, something, no, no. So I, I said, bollocks to it, I'm going to put my studs on. So I'm putting my studs on and they're taking a, they're taking a photo. And I'm thinking, guys, wait to take it. I mean, I, I mean, hang on a minute. And I'm only, I'm only like five yards away from them. They're taking a photo. And I, you know, I was gutted because that was a big game and, I made up for it though when we scored and we won the game. Yeah, didn't you, I? You, you know, you're the first one right, aren't you? Well, it just shows you these modern day fullbacks when you talk about now. I mean, I was already up there. <laughs> you're so, going up, yeah. no, I, don't, I, I don't know what's all that about modern day footballers this day and age. Modern day footballers, a load of bullshit, isn't it? For uh, fullbacks, let's be honest, modern day fullbacks. Anyway, but yeah, it was great, guys. And, you know, to win that game in, in front of, you know, I think it was about, was it 90-odd thousand uh, fans there that day, you know? Uh, and, you know, the Italians and the Irish. And this is not the first time they'd met, uh, obviously. So, you know, so I think it was, it was a fantastic game and we owed them one and it, it, it was great. And they had some wonderful players. But I think Paul McGrath that day was excellent. Uh, Tommy Coyne running socks off. You know, you had you know, a midfield five in there, Roy Keane, Shares. Uh, Ray out and Stan, absolutely fantastic. Andy Townsend, you know, we run our socks off, guys, and I think we left it all on the field that that game. We we and the heat and the humidity, yeah. oh, it was it was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, every Monday we. Yeah, Go sorry, on, Terry. Uh, on. sorry, Terry. Every Monday we do a throwback to um, you know, something that happened during the week, kind of back in the day, and <laughs> last week's was uh, was Aldo, you know, uh, on the sideline. During the Mexico oh, yeah. match, yeah, how hot? Yeah, how hot that, yeah. yeah, how hot was it that day? Oh, guys, I mean, it was stifling. <laughs> I mean, as soon as you don't forget, I went and played back in America in Charleston, which is yeah. probably one of the hottest places in the world. And I, but when you went out there, you you just you know you was just the sweat. I mean, in your in your shoes, you, you the sweat. You you was losing pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds. And don't forget, you know, for us to to put the energy back on us, we'd be eating Snickers and Mars bars. And I, and I don't think that was the right thing to do, you know, before the game and 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 before, you know, the night before the game. But it was it was hot and it was very hot. It was it was it was it was, it was so hot. It was untrue. If you've ever been over there or ever been to, you know, the 
the south side of America. It's, it's, it's Bacon. And I ended up playing in, in Charleston anyway, so I knew what it was going to be like. You love the heat that much that you just had to go back? <laughs> well, I think it, something drew me back. I don't know what it was, but uh, I think it was just going down to Orlando again and revisiting, you know, uh, uh, the street where we all used to sit out and have a Guinness. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was more or less that and all. You know, I think it was great. And, you know, I, and I know uh, 2026 is going to be over there again, uh, yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. So hopefully, hopefully I can uh, pull that green shirt on again and play left back. Maybe we get there, no? <laughs> well, we don't really have it. <laughs> Don't really have much depth there, Terry. So you never know. You might be um, you might be called into action. Funnily enough, actually, oh, they, they, like we we did a series on the 2002 World <clears throat> Cup just a couple of weeks ago, and I mean, you, you were actually part of that squad at the very start of the qualifiers, weren't you? You're on the yeah, on the yeah, bench in Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean, it was. I just don't know what happened. I just got a phone call and said, "Look, tell off me. You know, we're not. You know, we're not going to be." Uh, you're not going to be part of it and that. And I was gutted, actually, because I thought, mm. just give me one more. I said, Mick, just give us one more chance, like, you know. Uh, and and to be fair, I looked at the players around and I looked at the... No disrespect to any players or anything. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. What's going on there kind of thing? Was it favouritism? Was it not favouritism? And, I, I you know, I, I, the thing is, I was injured at Everton for about 18 months and then I come back playing. And I was playing some wonderful football. Got back in the island team, and I was I, I was back, and you know I was I was unlucky. To, I think I was very unlucky to miss out. To tell you the truth, yeah, it's funny because you were saying how how Mick welcomed you into the family, and then it was essentially him who kind of who kind of ended it for you. In a well, way. listen, listen, listen. Yeah, I I, don't, I didn't have sour grapes because obviously mm-hmm. he was trying to build a build a team. You know, you had Ian Hart, uh, coming in there. You had a couple of fullbacks. Uh, you know, but Stan was still in there. Now Quinn was still in there. Yeah. Still, some of the old yeah. real guys. And then I thought, could he not squeeze me in somewhere, even if it was to put me in the kit bag uh, or the skip <laughs> just to bring me? You know, could he not squeeze me into somebody's boots? I'm small enough, so get me in the boots and bring me. You know, but it didn't happen. And you know, there was no sour grapes. I played in the World Cup, and that that's a dream to come true to play. You know, especially for your your country, and it? it's brilliant. It's interesting there saying that with um because I think people think as well John O'Shea was very close I think to, he'd just come through at Man United to go into that and also Dennis Irwin was another one who possibly was a bit older that think people think could have gone just on Dennis yeah. Irwin Terry what how, how good was Dennis because he played left back right back and he's, I think he's quite underrated really people forget what a great fullback he was and that he was so influential even in them Man United sides. Uh, Dennis was a level-headed boy, you know, very, very witty. You know, don't forget when he when he was at Leeds, he played centre back. He played as a he played as a centre back then, and I think he come as a centre back. But you know, then was just Mister Composed all the time. Nothing ever rattled him. You know, he 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 never got outwitted. He did his job simply. He never did anything extraordinary. You know, he did simple things and effective things. And then was then was built great lad. Then you know. Funny as anything, fun day, you know, that cork accent, absolutely brilliant. You know, uh, image says you used to have a bit of banter, and obviously, Roy, but Dennis was brilliant. You know, he could play right back, left back, he could play center back, he was quick, he was strong. But the thing with Dennis, he could read the game very well, he was a brilliant reader. And I'll tell you something now, I thought I was quite uh, abrasive on the field and aggressive in, in, in me talking and the way I went about things. Dennis, I'll tell you something now, for a quiet man off the field, 
and I was kind of quiet off the field. Then on the field, he was just a different beast. And he, <laughs> I, I'm a, seriously, just yeah. a different, just a different animal altogether. Seriously. So, uh, no, then, then, from memories at Den uh, in Barrack and Elmer in Diggs, they used to live up in Barrack and Elmer when we was at Leeds. Oh, yeah, he would have been at Leeds together, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we played yeah. at Leeds together. He played, he, sometimes he played right back, sometimes he played centre back. Uh, but I can't remember him playing over on the left hand side. Uh, but Den was great. I mean, I, I could go on all, all night long about Den Sherwood. <laughs> and then, you know, he go, listen, listen, Leeds, Leeds release him, he goes to Oldham, does fantastic at Oldham, and then, you know, he, he takes his career to the next level and goes to Manchester United. But listen, he goes to Manchester United for, I think, 750 grand, you know, uh, and there's me, you know, uh, getting sold for two and a half million, which which I thought was absolutely ridiculous anyway, you know. But no, then, brilliant then. Brilliant, brilliant lad. Great to have a, a pint with him. And, you know, he had some great stories. But when he had when he had a, the old uh, pint of Guinness, he just... Amazing, just fantastic lad. Didn't didn't he used to room with Roy on the island trips as well? The two cork lads together. What was just back to '94, the World Cup? Because remember the the kind of set two that he had with Morris Setters, Roy, and Roy was dragged out in front of the press. Can you remember that? Uh, I think think he was main example. I don't know, was it Roy or not? I I think he kind of got the blame. I think I think I think I think what happened was. Uh, something about training, it was too hot or something like that. I was wearing cagoules and and obviously uh, Roy being Roy and, and no disrespect to Roy, I, I love Roy anyway. So I think he's great what he does. I think he's great that he's outspoken. It doesn't bother me. I think yeah. people should be like that. He's no nonsense. He says what he feels. Great. Get on yeah, with it. Yeah. Instead of being a sheep, you know, he's not. He gets <laughs> on with it. And uh, no, and he just said, listen, you know, it's, it's too warm. We're, well, I think it was something like that. Uh, we're wearing cagoules to make us sweat more. Jesus, how many how many times did you need to sweat? Get us acclimatised <laughs> to the heat, you know? And I think something happened like that. I'm, I'm not too sure. Mm. Uh, maybe you maybe yous can rejig this old mind of mine. I'm not too, <laughs> I don't know too much. No, I, rem- I remember at the time there was like a bit of a spat. It was that I think Jack had gone to watch the scout a game and was away. And I think you guys trained. And I just remember there was a big uproar that, Jack came and done a press conference after, and he brought Morris Setters in and brought Roy in to to the press conference, and that they had to kind of say, "Look, have you, Morris, have you got a problem with Roy? Roy, have you got a problem?" And it was like, "This is yeah, not I a think story; it was, it was a leak story yeah. or something." Basically. Yeah, I think it was. To, I think it was to do with what I just said. I yeah, think it was yeah, to do with that. So, yeah. It was definitely to do with that. Uh, yeah, you know, I never used to get involved a lot to tell you the truth, but I think it was to. I think it was to do with with. With that, uh, the, the training and the the, I think we was, yeah, I think it was to do with that. How did you find as well? Just ninety four with the three amigos, Jason McAteer. Did you find there were generations? Just funny, wasn't it? Yeah. They were they just funny, was it? They were just good lads on on the crest of a wave. You know, uh, you know, did have fun. They get the piss taken out of them left, right, and centre. Trigger and Colbert. You know what? I, I, what 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 can I say about lads who were just got on and did the job and enjoyed the footy and good players and all very, very good, very good players. And, you know, they used to get ribbed a lot, uh, but, uh, you know, and they used to come out with, uh, uh, Kells was very quiet, to tell you the truth. Uh, Kells was very uh, quiet, old trigger there, you know, you never knew what would come out of there. Uh, I think he's gone a bit sensible. <laughs> no, but Jason's gone very sensible now, hasn't he? 
you know, mm-hmm. he's got he's, he's he's like a, an entrepreneur, I think now, isn't he? I, got I see he was and... he was in um, Mauritius, wasn't he, with Robbie Fowler recently, and he posted a photo then of a really poorly poor pitch and said it was like being back inside pan or something. He was mocking <laughs> about that. So. Oh, don't don't worry, don't worry about. Uh, you know, I remember being in Albania playing against Albania and, and training on. I don't know what we was training on, and I don't know what we was actually playing on back in them <laughs> days. So. You know, I, I can vouch for that one anyway. I can vouch for that. But no, the, the lads was great. Uh, uh, Babsy and uh, uh, Jason, uh, Kells. There was, was great. There was never no problem. You know, there was, there was, they were just used to get on with it. And but they used to get the, the piss taken out from left, right, and centre. But it was great, lads. There was no problem with them. I've seen, I, I've read something recently with um, the Brian Horton. Did he drop you for a Man City, Man United game because you said you were going to kick? Lumps out of Cantona, is that true? Well, no, 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 actually, no, that wasn't me. That, that, that was nothing that to do you. with me. But, but listen, <laughs> as I said, I come back, to, I, was, I was with Ireland and obviously the big game was coming up and, you know, you're a, you're a bit emotional and that. And I, I was very nice. Somebody, a reporter asked me, I think it was, uh, I forgot his name now, good, a friend of ours, actually. And he says, Terry, what do you think about the game? How are you going to stop Eric Cantona? And I says, well, we're going to have to be like mad dogs around him, and you know, give him give him a kick to slow him down. In jest, nothing yeah, about yeah. it, and he and he put it in jest. I said, well, we've got Steve McMahon in midfield. Hopefully, Steve can get close to him, and you know, what Steve's like, you know, maybe put a tackle on him. But Eric being an Eric, he's a wonderful player. Go back to tra- go back to training on the Friday. I see myself taking uh, corners for the opposition. Corners for Manchester United. Hang on a minute. <laughs> right, you're Ryan Giggs. You've got to take that from the left-hand side. So what? So Ryan Giggs. So what do you mean? And Keith Curl's killing himself laughing. I said, I looked at Curl and he went, tell. And then obviously they seen it in the paper. And I, there was nothing in it, honestly. And I'm, I was gutted. And I knew then, I thought, all right then. So you want me to be Ryan Giggs and I'm taking corners. All right, then, and, you know, you'd be Ryan Giggs out there. You take it with your left foot, take these type of corners. All right, then here we go. So I knew then, and and I remember I was really pissed off because we just played for uh, Ireland. We just won won the game, and I'm like, well, what did I say? I never. I said the truth. I was very frank. We had to stop Eric Cantona. We could have, you know, I don't know, an army of men around him. Would we be able to stop if we got Steve McMahon? Maybe Steve can get close to him. Gary Flickrock in midfield, and what is Fitzroy Simpson? So anyway, I don't think he liked it, the manager, you know. Uh, for some reason, I never mentioned anything about the manager. And anyway, I come into the, I come in and, and Tony Buck goes, Philo, I'm going to tell you something. I says, what? He went, your boots are not in your place. They're in the skip. He said, don't go mad now. Don't say anything. He said, because I know it's out of order what's, what's happened to you. And, I, you know, I accepted it. Nothing I could do about it. I was... Going, I was, I, I, well, I don't even think I was sub. I'm not, I, I can't even remember. So anyway, I'm going down the tunnel and Eric comes up to me and went, Terry, why are you not playing? Is that French accent, that? Can I do a French accent? I don't know how to do <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Terry, you know. Uh, anyway, so he went, why, 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 was you, why was you not playing? I said, I don't know, because of the paper. He went, but nothing was said. I said, Eric, big man, I don't know. And he put his arm around me and said, you should have been playing today. You know, that's off a, a man like that. You should have yeah, been playing yeah. today, lad. So, I don't know. You know, you know, people are like, you know, they they, they, they have their own methods and minds, don't they? Yeah. 
you think kind of uh, going into a game like that, they play it. Because, I mean, then then well, it's in their head. Because all of a sudden, like, Cantona is kind of in his head. He's like, well, it's going to be a tough one today, so I'm going to have to be on top of my game. And and they're expecting well, a rattle all of a sudden, you know? Well, you're not going to, you know, some somebody asked me a, uh, a question and I, I give yeah. them a relevant answer. I wasn't going to lie. I wasn't going to say, oh, yeah, by the way, we'll have to put mattresses round Eric and we'll have to, know, you know, just protect him and put cotton wool round him <laughs> and, and do all this and do all that. And who's going to say that? I said, no, we have to get stuck into him. And obviously they played, uh, I think they played David Brightwell. He played David Brightwell left back. And to be fair to Dave, he was a centre back and he played him out of position. And, you know, to, to be fair to the poor lad, he got, he got absolutely roasted, you know, and, you know, and, and, and I'm thinking, and I, I looked at Brian and I thought, well, that's it then, isn't it? This is yeah. where he's going to get a little bit messy. And I, and, I, and I don't mean Lionel messy, I mean messy. <laughs> uh, and obviously, uh, I don't know. I just, I, just, I just think then I lost a little bit of respect for him. And you're not supposed to lose respect for the managers or coaches. I understand that. But I think he, uh, he didn't respect what I actually said in the paper. I didn't say nothing out of tune. And I always remember that. And that started a little bit of a... Uh, a snowball effect between me and him then at, at, at Manchester City and I don't know I just don't think he liked me anyway so I don't know why <laughs> maybe he did maybe he didn't who cares I'm not bothered Speaking of Lionel Messi and speaking of Man City you showed him everything you, you knew Terry didn't you that goal against Spurs um, ah. I mean he, he must have been watching that in, down in Argentina well, he, as a youngster he, he probably was like you know him, Ricky Villar and uh, Ozzy Idealist <laughs> and all them and all along with him. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but uh, no, that was a strange. That was a strange one. That uh, you know, I threatened always to do it. Uh, I lo- listen, lads, I love you know me. I, I love running up and down and being energetic and you know, uh, and that 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 was me. I don't know if it was the most skillfulest player. I, I don't know. I didn't have a, an ego. I just went and played football. But that day. I was pissed off that day because we was in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and we had a chance to win it. We'd go 1-0 up. We're cruising the game against Tottenham Spurs in the first half. Main road, 40-odd thousand fans there. Kipax is kicking and screaming. We've got it. We're going at half-time. Come out, we're a completely different team. And we're, we're falling to pieces, like, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, bollocks to this. Like, I've, I've got to do something and give the, the crowd something to sing about. So, TC threw the ball out to me. I just thought, I'll just go for it here. Big now, Quinn. Uh, did a couple of bits, you know, a couple of arm wrestling and, and, and wrestling moves on the, the Tottenham players. And it just opened up, opened up, opened up, opened up. And I, I see myself against the goalkeeper. I think it was Ian Walker, wasn't it? The goalkeeper. He come out and I thought, now, don't bottle this as you look a right tit, like kind of thing. So, anyway, uh, I just slide it underneath him. But we was, was 4-1 down. I scored that goal. It was 4-2. And, uh, I think after that, I started a riot. I think a riot started on, on, on Main Road. So I don't want to be doing that again. Uh, must, have been then, the, must have been the Wimbledon fans. The, the next day, the next day, I know we was gutted and walking around the field. We're all dejected, like Peter Reid, all the guys. The next day, somebody put a picture up on the, in the dressing room. And it was my face with all the crowd around it wanted for starting a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, but no, it was, it was, it, I, I enjoyed it at Man City. Uh, the latter half, it wasn't too enjoyable, but I, I loved the fans and that. So it was, it was great. Yeah. What, yeah. what was your relationship with the Irish fans then? How, what's your memories of the Irish fans? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. 
I think I, listen, the Irish fans was just, and you know what? You know, I, we never had any problems with the Irish fans. It was great. You know, you could sit there, they'd come up to you, they'd talk to you. No, no problems. The country folk, aren't they? They, mm. they never give us any stick. They never got on. Even if we had a bad game, they, they, they never got on to us because they remember where they was and where players and Jack had brought them to. You know, they put them on the world map of football. Let's let's be honest, guys. 88, 90, 94. For a, for a, and I know that I know that a lot of the lads come from England and they was playing in England. That but listen, yeah, we had to play in England because some of us was born there. But I still I still regard myself as Irish. I own an Irish passport from day one. My mother, all her family is Irish. So you know, I, I'd say. Uh, 99, 90, 90% of me is Irish. You know, my father, my father was uh, of African descent anyway. So, you know, uh, no, I, I, I love, I, like I said, I'm, I'll, I'll be going back to Ireland anyway. Uh, I'll be going over there once I land in England and, and popping over. I, I, I love the Irish fans. I thought it was brilliant. And, you know, uh, it, we miss them when they're not in uh, big competitions. They're missed. They miss when they're not in big competitions, and you, you, you know, you ask anybody, you ask a lot of fans around the world, which fans do you miss at big competition? And they'll say the Irish fans, yeah, yeah. because they are absolutely brilliant, you I know. And Jack- they support, they support the team, they support them through thick or thin. They support the team, and I know Ireland's been through the dark stages a little bit now, but they're still there. They still support them. Yeah. Times change. I think Jack got that as well, didn't he? And and um, I think it was lovely. What just can you share your memories of Jack? And also, you went to the K uh, Club. Jack. You were you were at the K Club, weren't you, for the reunion? Yeah, I, I thought you know I, I get goose pimples. Don't forget, Jack brought me into the the, the Irish setup. Well, uh, only for that phone call, <laughs> by the way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, Jack was great, and I told you earlier on he actually. You know, he brought me and he put his arm around me, and he, he, wee man, he used to call me wee man. You go out there and show him today. I remember him giving me a bollocking though for some unknown reason. I don't know what the bollocking was about. We was playing in Mick McCarthy's testimonial game. I actually scored. I actually scored in that game on my right foot, believe it or not. Uh, and Gordon Strachan's on the right hand side. I'm playing left back. And hey, whether it's a, whether it's a testimonial, a five aside, a fun game. I'm playing the Terry Feeling way, and that's it. And I give Gordon a couple of clouts, like, you know, getting close to him. Going at half time, Jack, what are you doing? Wee man, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean, Jack? I'm, I'm out there playing and running about, I'm doing what you're asking me to do. It's a bloody testimonial. Why are you <laughs> kicking the wee man Gordon out there? I said, well, <laughs> I don't want to get beat, Jack. I don't want to, I don't want to look a fool. Ah, well, just calm down a little bit, wee man. But Jack was great, you know, and, he always, he always gave me a pat on the back and said, you know, you'll do for me. And I know he, he may have got a little bit disappointed at the, at the World Cup. Uh, but I was reading something the other day anyway. I didn't play against Norway. Yeah, all right then. I've got two yellow cards, whatever it was. There's Jack gets sent off against Mexico. He gets a £10,000 fine, by the way. It gives me a bollocking because I went and kicked somebody and I got a, I got a, I got a yellow card. Here's him, sat up there, £10,000 fine, and he's bollocking me because I went and kicked somebody. I, I said, Jack, did you not never kick nobody when you played for England and, and 
different leads. He went, yeah, but not like you. I went, all right, fine. It was great, Jack, you know, and uh, I remember watching a clip. I think he was doing uh, the Euros. Uh, I think he was doing the Euros in 92, maybe it was with, uh, who was it? Jimmy Greaves and Ian St. John. And I, I think there was a couple of lads and he was talking about the, in, in Sweden, the price of beer. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it was Jack's round, I think. I think you guys, you guys showed it, didn't you? Yeah, well, I think Lansdowne Road might have yeah, tweeted it, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it was Jack's round. And he said, how much is it? It's only about £10 a pint. And that was Jack for you, wouldn't it? You know, Jack would write a cheque out, <laughs> give it to the barman, the barman would put it on the wall. True story, isn't it? I don't think he bought a pint in, his, in, the, in, in the time, but wonderful man and God blessed him, you know. And I think he, he left a lot of smiling faces on, on the Irish people and he left his art in Ireland. And for me, it was great. And, you know, People wasn't going to give him time, and people people were talking about more oh, this Englishman coming in, blah blah blah. But he played a way which got results. It wasn't an attractive way, but he played a way where he got results. 1994. and absolutely, absolutely wonderful man. His son, his wife, and uh, God rest him, you know. And I, I, I say my prayers every every day, and Jack's always in the prayers. He's always okay. remembered in them prayers, old Jack. Yeah, he always is. And, you know, anytime players had a bad time at the club, he was first to sit with you. What's going on? Is everything okay? But you know what? You're going to be playing for me. Bollocks to the clubs, bollocks to the managers. You're going to be playing for me. And that's what Jack was like. Lovely. Yeah, brilliant. Have you watched the Jack Charlton, the final Jack Charlton documentary? You must have. Watch that. Uh, yeah. That's I, really I good. I haven't, That's I really haven't, worth I haven't watching. watched it, obviously. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and I'll try and watch it. We'll get a copy to you because know, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I just, I just, I just sometimes want to watch it. I get a little bit sad because yeah. you know it's memories and that. And you know, I, I don't want to remember him. And, and then, yeah, we did, we did have the big do for him. I, I want to remember him for a good times. We had him. Yeah, I, yeah. I seen him then, and it was, it was, it was sad. Really, it was, re- it was really sad. And you know. Uh, but Jack being Jack, you know, yeah, just get on with it, lads. Anyway, go on and have a pint and get on with it anyway. So yeah. it, it was cool. It was cool. I'm just thinking about the battery there, guys, because it may go. Yeah, <laughs> no worries at all. But look, Terry, it was it was it was great having you on. No, it was great memories. And I mean, I wasn't born for a lot of them, but <laughs> I don't but think I, mean... I was born. Was I? I, I, I wasn't born. You're asking, you're asking me questions. Yeah, I can hardly remember. <laughs> but, but I mean, geez, I mean, even even clips and bits and pieces. I mean, even that iconic photo that 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 you actually were in with Ray Houghton, you know, all those bits and pieces pop up. And I mean, it's 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 just great memories that you brought us. And that, that 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 photo there. Sorry to 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 stop you there. That photo there. Uh, and you, you, if anybody looks at the face, then it was like, it's am I in a dream or have I seen a ghost? Is this really happening? Somebody's going to wake me up. <laughs> you know, we just scored a goal in the in the World Cup against Italy. Who yeah. went on obviously and, and and got to the final and obviously Baggio and that Mr. Mr. Pally. And I'm thinking, no, this is not realist. Somebody will actually wake me up in a second. And you see my face is just there's no emotions. It was like <laughs> I seen a ghost, honestly. So and I and I always say it, and it was just World Cup, World Cup man. Well, it's, yeah, it's, you know, there's no just a rush of blood to the head, I'd say. I, oh, I have gee whiz. I've got a standard question I always ask Terry. So I've got to ask you, you. Did you keep your shirts? What did you do with your stuff? Did you keep like memorabilia and stuff? 
from your I've career? Got loads of mem- I've, I've got loads of memorabilia. I've got, I, I give loads of it away. Uh, I lost loads of it, you know. Uh, I don't know where half of it is. Maybe some of it is in a trunk somewhere. I've moved that many places. But the top mem- memorabilia I have, the top ones, I give a lot of shirt. So I give a shirt away not so long ago, a World Cup shirt, signed it, sent away to somebody. Uh-huh. You know, what, 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 I mean, what can I do with it? Yeah, yeah. I've got me caps. I've got me medals. I've got uh, uh, two shirts, two World Cup shirts. I've got me FA Cup final shirt, you know, and, and that's enough. That's enough. That, their memory is enough. Photos, pictures, this and that. I, I, I couldn't even tell you where half of them are. Are they in a storage somewhere? Are they, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. It, yeah. You know what? Nobody can take the memories away from your shirts a shirt, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have no I don't have nothing hanging up on the wall. I don't have no medals, you know. I can t- they're in a case. They're yeah. in a case. And I'm not telling you where the case is, but they're in a case. <laughs> don't tell don't tell Martin anyway. Don't tell me, yeah. after them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I still have I don't have no shirts up or medals up, guys. It's all it's all in there. All in there, lovely. I, I don't do it. And uh, you know, obviously the stuff will be for the for the children or Maybe a museum or whatever. Whatever. I, I mean, me, me, my sister's got a shirt in Ireland, and I signed it to my mum. And it was an early Ireland shirt. It was a retro shirt. I signed it to my mum, and I said, "Put that in the safe." I said, "Wrap it up and put it in the safe." And that's what she's done, uh, because that is uh, a unique, obviously yeah, retro yeah. shirt. You know, uh, maybe she's gone out. With, maybe she's gone out and sold it for uh, <laughs> ten pack of cigarettes. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she'll only get that for it anyway. <laughs> you see, pi- you see no. pictures of her like um in Dubai or something. Then, <laughs> oh, no, in Dubai, no, oh, no. But I can't wait to go back to Ireland. I'm really looking forward to going back to Ireland when I, when I, when I get over there and you know go do a bit of travelling round and just you know <clears throat> I can't wait just to sit in a little pub and have a pint of Guinness and listen to the music. And you might hear that all the time, but guys. It's, it's like it. gold dust. You'll you have to give us a shout out. We're inviting ourselves on this, Nick, aren't we? We're inviting <laughs> ourselves on this. Well, listen, no, no, lads. Uh, once, uh, once, uh, once I land, uh, I will. Uh, I'll give you the shout because that's all I really want to do is sit there and just have a chat and, you know, and talk about just the, the good old times of Irish football and what's going on now. I think it's absolutely yeah. brilliant and having a laugh and a joke. Absolutely. That's, that's me. We'll hold, yeah, you yeah. To, we'll hold you to that, Terry. We'll hold you to that. But look, yeah, no, I'll give you, the, I'll give you the shout when I'm coming over. Absolutely. Yeah. But thanks so much for coming on. It's been on. brilliant, yeah. yeah it's been, I could listen to really it like Terry. Fantastic. We could, yeah. Jeez, we, yeah. We, we could almost do a full series of, of just listening to you, Terry. It's been fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's been fantastic. Well, thank you very much, guys. It's been a pleasure. It's been a, a real pleasure. And uh, thank you for supporting, uh, obviously, us older players now. Thank you for supporting the, the, the new generation coming through. And you're doing a wonderful job of what you're doing. I think it's great. Just keep the hard work going and keep progressing. Thanks so much, Terry. Really appreciate that, mate. All right. And all, the, be- and all the best over all the in best. India. You're, you're playing the blinder over there. Fair play. Top <laughs> man. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you very much, guys. See you later. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Bye. Terry. Bye.